everyone and welcome to another episode of Consciously Blooming. I'm your host Natalie Green and I'm so happy to have you here today. For today's episode, I thought it would be a good idea to discuss emotional intelligence. We all know that one person who is incredibly intelligent but can sometimes come off as a jerk or simply they seem oblivious to the emotions of others. While these people may have a high IQ, They lack in the area of EQ. Now, you might not be familiar with the term EQ or EI at this point. They are interchangeable. But by the end of these next two episodes, it's going to be part one this week and part two next week, you will definitely have a higher EQ. Now, before we jump right in, I will start as I always do with what I've been into and what I've been up to. What I've been into is I've started eating a new dessert. I have a huge sweet tooth, so I have to have dessert every night, and I'm trying to cut out more processed foods. So I've been making chia seed pudding every night, and I've found two recipes that I've liked. One was a kind of banana bread chia seed pudding, and the other one was just like a chocolate chia seed pudding. And either way, I make that, leave it in the fridge all day, and then I add either a one square chopped up of 70% dark chocolate and maybe frozen, well, always frozen cherries, about five of them. And no joke, not only is this wonderful in the summer keeping you cool, but also dark cherries have shown to really help relax you and get you ready for bed. And I have been sleeping so well since I've incorporated this into my dessert. No joke, if you're literally sleeping on adding black cherries to either a mocktail, I've heard that having black cherry juice in a mocktail before bed is really yummy. Or I swear, just having the frozen dark cherries, I add them to my chia seed pudding, has been helping me sleep. So consider adding it to your dessert this summer. What I've been up to, so something that uh, you might not know about me is that I am an anime fan, and I have been for, I don't even know how many years now, probably six, and I've never gone to any anime convention or anything like that until this year. So my boyfriend and his friends and my friend were all going to Anime Expo in Los Angeles this upcoming week, And I'm just getting ready for that and making plans there. So I'm very excited. It's definitely going to be an experience. There's for sure going to be some interesting people there. Great people watching and, you know, love to try new experiences. So really looking forward to that. Now jumping right in. As I mentioned, EI is emotional intelligence or EQ is emotional quotient. And like I said, they're interchangeable. So emotional intelligence, EQ or EI, is defined as the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. Now emotional intelligence is important in our personal relationships, in our professional relationships, and in our relationships with ourselves. Think about it. If you can't control or express your emotions effectively in any relationship, there will always be issues, whether it's with your friends, your family, your coworkers, clients, 
or with yourself. If you can't control your emotions and understand the emotions of others, then you're always going to have problems and conflict in your relationships. And those are going to be weak relationships. There's always going to be issues and they won't be strong. For an example, if you're always yelling when you're mad, that's not handling your emotions well. If you're bottling up your anger until it erupts, that is not good enough self-awareness and then being able to address those emotions with others. Or maybe you're not telling someone that something that they do upsets you, so they keep doing it. That is another way that you are hurting that relationship because you're going to have issues with that relationship if you have a problem with it and you don't address it with that person. Now, there are three models for evaluating emotional intelligence, but we are going to focus on the most commonly used and referenced model, which is the one that was developed by the University of New Hampshire psychologist professor John D. Mayer and the Yale University president and psychology professor Peter Salovey. They came up with the four-branch model of emotional intelligence. So this four-branch model says that there are four main sets of skills for emotional intelligence. First and foremost, we have self-awareness, which can also be viewed as reasoning with emotions. Now, self-awareness is defined as conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. This essentially means that you know yourself, you know your emotions, You know your goals and you know your weaknesses or pain points that might bring about emotions. So you are aware of how you might react in a relationship or in a certain situation and what emotions might arise from that. Of course, self-awareness is vital in almost any aspect of succeeding in life. You have to know yourself, but in emotional intelligence, it's vital because if you don't understand yourself, How are you going to understand others? A study done by psychologist Tasha Urich found that 95% of people think that they are self-aware, but only 10 to 15% are. How crazy is that? So we might just be going around our lives thinking, oh yeah, I'm totally self-aware. I really know myself. And you might not. Isn't that wild? So... Later on in part two, I will address some ways that you can figure out if you're self-aware, but we'll leave that for part two in next week's episode. Now, skill set number two in this four model branch of emotional intelligence is self-management or managing emotions. Self-management is defined as the taking of responsibility for one's own behavior and well-being. So, This boils down to you're able to control your emotions and you can manage them in a healthy way. So not only are you not exploding at someone when they make you upset, but you're managing this anger in a healthy way. So you're not bottling it up and letting it explode later. You are communicating with that person and figuring out how you can better handle the situation. You follow through on commitments and hold yourself accountable. Self-management is most key in times of stress when the management of your emotions is crucial to your success and your well-being. If you are in a crunch at work or in a crunch for maybe an event that you have with your friends or something set up there that became stressful, 
being able to manage your emotions there is vital to maintain those relationships and to uphold those expectations that not only have you set for others, but that you've set for yourself. Also, managing your stress and managing how you handle those emotions can either be beneficial or a downfall to your health. We've all heard people getting stomach ulcers from being too stressed out or their hair falling out, and it just raises levels of cortisol that are unnecessary and can be harmful to your body, mentally and physically. Number three, social awareness or perceiving emotions. Social awareness is defined as a person's ability to consider the perspective of other individuals, groups, or communities and apply that understanding to interactions with them. This boils down to reading the room. How are others feeling? How might your thoughts or actions impact or be interpreted by others? They might be offensive. They might be funny. People might like what you're about to say. People might hate what you're about to say. But social awareness is key to understanding how other people might interpret what you do or say. There is a large emphasis on empathy here. You are really putting yourself in their shoes so that you can better understand how they might feel or interpret what's going on. Whether that be, okay, I bet that person would think that was really funny. If you're putting yourself in their shoes, try to understand how they might take the situation because we all interpret things differently. That's very true. And it's impossible to know exactly how everyone's feeling, but really putting the effort in to try and understand, it typically comes naturally. Reading the room comes naturally for most people. And that's kind of where this falls into is with the facts that you have and the understanding that you have of the people around you, how would they interpret the situation? Lastly, number four from the model of four traits of emotional intelligence is relationship management or understanding emotions. Relationship management is defined as our ability to communicate clearly and maintain good relationships with others. This is viewed as managing conflict, maybe you're head-on or avoidant. How do you manage that conflict within your relationships? This is working well in a team. And this is managing those relationships, both personal and professional. How are you working to keep those friendships and bonds that you have with your families and friends and clients and coworkers? All of these things take time, effort, and some kind of awareness of where you stand in that relationship, what they expect from you, and what you expect from them. So again, going back to that social awareness, this partakes in that a little bit too because you're understanding how that person feels. You're putting yourself in their shoes. So how would you manage that relationship with your friends, family, coworkers, or clients? Now, I know that this week's episode is a little bit shorter, but I knew I had to split this topic up into two different segments because I really wanted to make sure that you had that base understanding of emotional intelligence and the various traits it breaks down to before I get into the various ways that we can grow our EQ and really hone in on the practice of increasing that, increasing your your EQ numbers. Now I will end today's episode as I always do with a quote from Dale Carnegie. When dealing with people, remember you're not dealing with creatures of logic, but with creatures of emotion. 
Now, I encourage you to please leave a like or review or a follow for this episode. And if you like my content, please share with any family or friends that you think would also benefit from hearing my message. So with that, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to this episode and keep consciously blooming into your best self.